Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the College Made Easy podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about majors, how to pick one, uh, when to change, how to change. Uh, It'll be different in every school exactly how to change, but um, we'll cover all the reasons why you might want to. Should be pretty interesting. Uh, I have a good amount of experience in this area. I changed my major eight or nine times. I'm trying to write it out, and I only got eight, but I've always remembered it as nine times or changed my major eight times, had nine different majors. So we'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, today we have Ben and Scott with me. Do we have a question of the day? I didn't think of one. Oh, Ben does. Uh, wait, were you actually going to go with my question? Yes, let's go with, let's go with Ben's question. And I want I everyone right. who's listening to this in the comment section to comment your answer. I'm in I trouble. I might get fired. We should explain the story first. Okay, do a brief synopsis. Okay, we record the podcast every, uh, we, when we record the podcast, whatever day it is, we record at noon. We get on at noon, we're usually recording by like 12.15. So today, Scott and I get on at noon, and time, some time goes by, and we're like, where the heck is Tim? And uh, we were streaming Not Minecraft. Not texting or anything? We were streaming Minecraft last night, and we got off like, I got off like, what, 12.30, 12.40? Scott, when did you get off? Like, 1.30? Yeah. Um, we don't know when Tim went to bed. So it's like 12.15. I FaceTimed Tim twice. Scott called Tim twice. Tim is nowhere to be seen. So we're like, all right, he must be asleep because Tim is addicted to Minecraft and he must have been up until like four o'clock in the morning. So Scott That's and not I- not what happened. Scott and I get off the call <laughs> to record the podcast and we go, we play Minecraft. Like we got off the server, Scott was streaming and then Tim wakes up and like, 115 and messages us he goes hi did you guys record yet <laughs> <laughs> all right so so the question my, my is, wait, 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 wait i, I want to say my side of the story oh you don't get it your side of the story <laughs> yeah so i was not playing minecraft all night i i stayed on for another 15 minutes past when scott got off and then i had to edit an episode for you guys it goes up could have uh, easily done today it literally yeah, goes up in a cup, uh, like not too long. 37 I'm, minutes, 30 hours. I'm not a morning person, and I bet it would have been a, a little bit late. Because after recording at 12, we would have been done around 2, and then it, it would have been too tight, really, to edit. Right. But finished that up for you guys. Uploaded the, the episode. Should be a good one. Like this one. This one's also going to be a good one. So that's what was going on. And I went to sleep at 6 a.m. The birds were <laughs> chirping. The sun was rising. It was beautiful. I woke up at so, 7.30 an hour and a half after Tim went to sleep. <laughs> the question of the day. What should Tim's bedtime be? First of all, I think Tim should no longer procrastinate on editing videos. Secondly, I think Tim should think go to Scott bed. Scott CEO, not Ben. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think when we're streaming Minecraft late into the night, whoever gets off first, that's fine. Probably going to be Scott. Whoever gets off second, either Scott or I, Tim has to get off with that person and go to bed. Yeah, Tim, I think we have to make a policy when every, when me and Ben get off, you have to get off. <laughs> I don't know if I can live with that policy. <laughs> I say his bedtime should be one. That's what I was thinking. I'm so productive at night, though. Well, now you're just going to shift your time and pretend that one is six. But, Tim, you could just shift your time and get up really early. Yeah. Yeah, If you woke up, Tim, at 9 o'clock when I get up, your productive time will be, like, 5 in the afternoon. (laughs) All right, viewers, I need some help here. Uh, Both these guys are big morning people. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. person. We're not morning (laughs) people. The world... The world discriminates against night owls. It's it's terrible. Tim's trying to turn this into like a philosophical. You're the the victim. You're the victim, Tim. Tim. Everybody's like, you got to wake up early. You got to be productive in the morning. You know what? Some people are productive at night. Tim, I'm not productive in the morning. You know what I did? I got up at nine. I cooked eggs. That like more productive than I was at nine. I cooked two eggs. It took me 45 minutes. All right. 
more productive than I was at nine. So on to majors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Put your answers so, in the comments below. What should Tom Tim's bedtime be? What should Tom's bedtime be? Like if you're a night <laughs> no. owl, dislike if you're a morning person. Also, guys, um, we want to hear if you're in college and you're listening to this podcast right now, that's awesome. Um, and we would love to hear what your call what your college major is down in the comments section down below. We'll definitely take a look at them. And if you have any topics that you want us to talk about or you want you'd like advice on, we would love to hear those too. We'll do an episode, maybe. We'll see. Okay. Moving on. So finding your passion that you should major in. That's a bullet on our list. That's a heavy bullet. That's one of the heaviest ones we've ever had. Yeah. Is finding your... Wait, what? How does one find their passion? I have a philosophy about choosing your major. Okay. Um, Well, I went to community college for two years and then four-year college for the second two years. So at... This is going to be a little hard to explain, but like pretend that what I'm going to say it. I was at a four-year school for all four years. So the I changed my major recently, junior year. I changed it during my first semester of junior year. And I have to do an extra semester because I, I just don't have enough time to do all the classes. So I think definitely try to narrow your major focus by the end of sophomore year. Like if you're going to switch from like, finance to a business concentration or accounting like that's not a huge deal because a lot of the cores are the same I don't know how it is at every school but like you definitely don't want to be switching from like finance to chemical engineering in junior year like those are two very different things none of the classes will overlap so mm. in the first two years take a lot of classes that are like very broad if you're not sure what you want to do if you're not sure what you want to do try and go to a community college of two years it's nice and cheap. You can, inexpensive. You can take a lot of random classes um, to figure out what you want. But so for choosing a major, my philosophy is you have to be good at what you do, but you also want to love what you do because you don't want to hate your job and you don't want to be bad at it. So even if, like I was good at accounting when I was an accounting major, but I did not enjoy it by any means. So I switched to actuarial science and math and I'm good at both of them and I enjoy both of them. So like, I'm going to be happy where I am. But I started out at the two-year college with a major in business administration. And like the classes were easy because it was like first two years of college. I, I was pretty good at them and I enjoyed a couple of them. So like, I was like, okay, this is fine. But then uh, when I came to the four-year school, uh, I took some more classes, higher level classes, and I was like, this is not for me. And then I switched. So find what you are good at and what you enjoy. And there will be overlap. Not a, Maybe not a lot, but there will be overlap. Try to find a major that fits that. What, that do you guys, like spiel. what do you guys have to say about the whole premise of choosing something that pays well, <laughs> maybe over something you're passionate about? Because maybe you're passionate about art or drama or acting story um or or photography even like we all know those do not pay well on average i say a math science stem major what do you, what would you tell I, someone i've got a good story on that um i'd say one of the big go-to majors that people point out often that doesn't make a lot of money is social work so on the one hand I don't know if I've ever met, like, I'm sure they're out there bad social workers, but like people I know have majored in social work. They're some of the smartest, best people, 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 people I know. Um, But specifically about making money, um, you can really do anything with any major. And one of the most interesting interviews I ever went on So one of my nine majors was finance and I applied for an internship, didn't end up getting it. Um, I kind of dropped out of the process along the way because I wasn't interested in what they wanted me to do. Um, But 
the owner of the firm, it, it was a mid-sized firm, probably about 20-ish employees. And the owner, so what do they even call him? The, the head? The person in charge of hiring, you mean? No, not, not the HR person, like the CEO, but that wasn't what his title was. Um, she, um, founder? They're a financial, I was going to be selling. Financial insurance. officer? Yeah, the chief, whatever. So basically the CEO, he, he was the guy in charge and the founder of this company. President? He was a, no, he, he was a social worker from our college. And he wanted to show us like just how much you can make in this field. And he showed us how much he was making off of a few of his different uh, trades. And again, like this is a social worker selling insurance and stocks to billionaires. And he talked about how his social work experience was all about interacting with people and remember, insurance salespeople are salesmen, and salesmen work with clients. Salesmen are people people. So it's one of the most extreme examples of where I've seen somebody major in something that on one hand seems completely unrelated to what they actually do. But his major, he was able to express, really was helping him where he was. And it was completely different than what you would have expected. And he was making a ton of money with a major that traditionally is very important, but traditionally doesn't make a lot of money. What do you do normally with social work degree? Yeah, very often you'll go into uh, different communities and... Like clean? No, uh. I, I, potentially. <laughs> um, the people who do foster care or homeless services oh, or... Gotcha. Um, the VA is social workers. Could you, um, could you say someone who's running like a soup kitchen as a social worker? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They might also have, um, business majors running the organization from some of the top, but they definitely have social workers at the top and all the way down. Definitely all the frontline people are social work people. Um, I bet that there's even a path toward a uh, psychologist through social work of course psychology would be the most direct path but mm -hmm. um i think choosing a major because it makes a lot of money is i don't want to say it's a bad idea but like it's a bad idea like you could be content with life down the line um but if you have to if you're down to like two majors one makes a lot of money and you're not really sure if the other one makes a lot of money or it doesn't make a lot of money, but you really are good at it and you really enjoy the other major. Like I said, honestly, do what you love and money will work itself out. Like sometimes you have to be frugal, but I'm a huge fan of do what you love or do what's right, I guess. I guess I'm being a uh, altruist at the moment, but do what you love and the money will work itself out you will find a job that pays well. It's not like you'll be uh, in student loan debt forever or uh, below the poverty line or anything like that. I mean, there's money in any field. And the more that you enjoy doing something, the better you're going to be at it. And the better you are at it, the more money you're going to make. So I think if you pick – I'm just I'm just reiterating what you were saying, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I think – the more that you pick what you love, the money will follow. But the difficult thing is so many people don't know what they love. Yeah. That's the um, purpose of this podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you find what you love? I, I think I'm telling, it, you, it's through experience. I think, I think there's two classes of people. There's very few people who hate most of school, but just find one area of education that they love. I'd say the majority of people pretty much don't enjoy the vast majority of classes they're in. And the other half of people enjoy the vast majority of classes they're in. So I think that there's almost two different answers for the, those two different types of people. I'd say if you enjoy, definitely just go take all your cores and figure out which core you like the most. 
and don't be afraid at all to go and just take an extra class. Um, at most schools, you can take an extra class beyond the 15 credit hours, right. and it'll be at a very reduced rate or a free additional class. That's a great opportunity. If you're not taking that class, you're passing up money. And if this is all about figuring out what your major is going to be, then take those extra classes. Like I'll give an example. And truth be told, I didn't go down this route, but um, for my, so our school has some additional core classes beyond the regular ones. So we have an extra history that we have to take. And not for my main history, but for my extra history, I took a Roman history class. And in the class, the professor talked a bit about this other class that he was teaching in the fall, in the spring rather. It, I took the first class in the fall and then the spring. That's not important. Um, <laughs> anyways, as a sixth class during a semester, I took that class and I really enjoyed it. Two of my favorite classes so far in college have been Roman history. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast before, I'm an economics major. And what? for all intents, yeah, <laughs> you didn't catch that? No, I, I just missed it all these times. Yeah. <laughs> I feel for like every episode, purposes. I feel like every single episode, there's going to be like, at some point, I'm an economics major, or at some point, I'm going to be like, I went to a two-year school, now I'm at a four-year school. Every episode. <laughs> I, Tim's merch. <laughs> Do it. He's physically made of money. Yeah. Physically. Um, economic history essentially begins with the great depression so that roman history is so like divorced from you know my major but i'm still so thankful i did go down that road because they were such interesting and enjoyable classes boosted my gpa a bit so that helps um I don't know. Do you guys do you guys have any stories about taking extra classes? I think both of your schedules have been more full. Yeah. I haven't had the opportunity the to take too many like extra I mean, I took music, but here's one thing I do want to say is the way you find your passion is finding things you hate. I, I'm dead serious when I'm saying that. Like I worked at a pizza place over the summer, like freshman, sophomore year in between. And I was like, Yeah, I hate this. Uh this is one of the worst jobs I've ever had. So you know what that taught me? I'm not going to do this when I'm older. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm going to get a job that pays well and uh, I and maybe a job that I don't have to deal with customers like every five seconds. I mean, because like people like- Pat, do you know what an actuary does? <laughs> well, like if you were going into consulting, you'd have to deal with that. But I'm talking about the whole like meet someone every five seconds sort of atmosphere. Okay. I don't like that. Um, One thing I know after six years of working in the restaurant industry, serving dinner, I do not want to work nights hmm. ever again. Oh, yeah. Never. No. I work during normal work hours after I graduate. <laughs> For now, the restaurant industry owns me. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I think the worst job I ever had was in the kitchen. But, okay, slight tangent. There are two jobs that I think everybody should have at least for a little while. Grocery store? Work in a kitchen and work as a cashier. Okay. Yeah. Just, you will learn a lot about yourself and about the things that you like if you have those two jobs. Um, if it's really not for you, go ahead and quit. It's fine. Like, well, maybe not. It's Maybe it's not fine with the parents, but like, if you absolutely hate it, you don't have to stay in the job, but like you should definitely work in the kitchen and work as a cashier somewhere. Like I, I think it does. Kitchen. Sorry. I, I think it does build character. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about my story of changing majors. I pretty much, most of the majors have been through the business school. So, and one of the big things, if you're in the business school, internships are huge with liberal arts and with science, I'd say that they're very important and you should definitely be seeking them out, but they're not important like they are in the business world. Like in the bit in the business world, if you don't have an internship, it's seen as a negative as opposed to in the liberal arts or science world, an internship is seen as a plus. 
Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, like, for our actuary major, me and Ben, like, one of the things, it's so structured, and that I like it that way, but, like, it's so structured as, like, they say, okay, take exam P during, like, your in between your sophomore, junior year. Take exam FM uh, during the winter of your junior year. An internship in between your junior and senior year. Um, and then you can study for the next one. It's optional. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's good that it's structured. Um, and the internship is good for you. Um, but I, I always I always tell myself and tell other people that it's like it's okay if you don't get one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've been rejected from so many internships. I got lucky with this one. Um, you have a long time. I mean, like, if you don't have an internship out of college, it's fine. Like, take a year, look for one. Someone's going to take you eventually. And so also, so that's where this story was going before, before I trailed off. Sorry to cut you off, Ben. Okay. So, so also speaking to the, uh, like, the structure and schedule that, Tim, that Scott just talked about, but I just waved my hand like I'm a Jedi or something. Anyway, um, like Scott said, so for actuaries, between sophomore and junior year, you do you take exam P, and then with your junior year, you do exam FM, and then between junior and senior year, you get an internship. So that's like normally what happens if you're like an actuary student from the get-go, like from freshman year or maybe early sophomore year. Um, but I was not an actuary student until second semester junior year. So like I didn't take exam P between sophomore and junior year. I'm taking exam P between junior and senior year. I'm taking exam FM in the winter of sophomore year. I mean, the winter of senior year. And since I have an extra semester, I'm, ta- I'm doing an internship between my senior year and the extra semester. So like, don't be discouraged or like avoid uh, things that are abnormal. Like Scott, the way that Scott did it, like that's normal. That's the standard. That's normally what happens. But like my schedule is, it's similar, but like it's wildly different. Like I'm going to be in school longer. I'm going to, I'm going to pay a little bit more money. I'm okay with that. That's a personal choice. So don't be, don't be like, don't be afraid to do an extra semester if you have to. Don't write off something that you love if you just found it because you have to take an extra semester. But um, I definitely encourage you to find what you love early enough so that you don't have to take an extra semester. Mm-hmm. Guys, can we get into I, it? This is, uh, I'll let Tim say what you, uh, you're about to say. I, I've had a story to tell for like 10 minutes. It's been awful. <laughs> um, so applying for internships... Because again, I, I was going through the business school. Where was this story going? You see, now now it's just been too long. You're changing majors nine times. Is that where you were going? <laughs> no, eight times. Eight times. Nine majors, eight changes. We're you talking about failure. It's okay to fail. When know. did we say that? If, if I think I of it, we'll come back to it. <laughs> okay. So bullet point two: join clubs and other activities outside of class. It's pretty um, self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't Since know, I just started at our school. Oh, um, I've been to orientation very recently, and for orientation, there's always like the club and academic fair, where there's tables for like all of the clubs, all of the schools. You don't like it? <laughs> Not a fan. But continue. Oh, yeah, it's 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 weird. You know, like you're new. Everybody's new. You if you don't have like friends to go with, it can be. A little daunting and if you're socially awkward I, all those things factor in but um it's widely known that at the academic and club fair new new students freshmen or transfers or whatever they always sign up for like seven clubs and then don't go to the majority of them that is fine people will say that to you all the time but it's okay bite off more they still get emails from italian club yes you can literally just <laughs> since like, freshman year so you can just like not go to the clubs. It's fine. Like sign up for their emails. Like put your school email in. They'll send you emails. You'll get emails galore. But like just go through them, read them. Like the first two weeks or three weeks or so, and just like see what you're interested in. If any of the clubs really strike you as interesting, well, first of all, only sign up for the ones that like you could be interested in, and then read the email, see if you're actually interested, and then go. You know, like I signed up for ultimate for ultimate ultimate 
and then I went to the first meeting and I really enjoyed it. So I went, um, but I signed up for the physics club and the philosophy club. I'd never went to a single meeting. I just like went to the website or whatever and was like, yeah, I'm not in this club anymore. And I just don't, I don't get emails anymore. So it's fine. Like I got the emails. I was not interested and I left. So love you Italian club. And then cut it back. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen how many times I've like approached the microphone and been like, Oh, he's not done. No. (laughs) I've been like so eager to say that. Yeah, I know. I'm never done. (laughs) I I always have more to say. I've I've never been to a meeting, but I love you guys. (laughs) I know their president. Their president's a good guy. Good to know. (laughs) The Don. Are we allowed to say that? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Scott, do you have um, um Tim doesn't get to talk. Not really, no. I mean, I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of, like, club fair, but um, the clubs I'm in now are pretty good, so. All right. Next point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next bullet point. Ask your friends about their major and see, what it, uh, see if it interests you. I think it's great to take classes with friends. Yes. It's a great yes. way to, like, get into something that i don't know it's just more fun to do anything with friends and i think classes are no different mm-hmm. so also if you have a friend that's passionate about their major like you know like any econ major definitely talk to them <laughs> no <laughs> Please, listening so to this podcast take an economics course just economics is so good <laughs> take math courses okay people are so afraid of math and it's kind of weirding me out because I love math. <laughs> People are scared of complex math, Ben. <laughs> no. Literally, the book that I'm reading right now, in numeracy, it's by a math professor from uh, a college in Philadelphia. I forget. Mercy College? No. Temple. Temple. Temple in Philadelphia. Um, it, the book talks about how some wow the clouds are so inconsistent like i don't have any lights on so i'm using the outside light um how people are like don't really understand math the first times like they just like write it off as math or it's it's not for everybody but like math really is for everybody and uh there's something in it for everybody don't be afraid of math if you don't get it the first time you know there's youtube videos there's Khan academy there's so many sources and math is very important. office hours. Office hours. We can't even, like, we've talked about office hours in, like, what, the past three podcasts? Go yes. to office hours. It's, there's so much fun. You learn so much more than in class. Well, depending on the professor, but yeah. I thought of the thing with the, co- with the interviews. Okay, go ahead. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so Ben was talking about how everyone should work in a restaurant or at a grocery store or both. Right. Well, so, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. So working, uh, having all these majors and going on all these interviews. Uh, so I was a business major mostly through my freshman and sophomore year. They totally say you should try to get as much of your high school stuff off your resume as quickly as possible. I think it's very reasonable to say you have two years really to get it off. By the end of sophomore year, mostly it should be college. I think that that's difficult advice but i think it's honest advice um so freshman and sophomore year i had my high school job which continued through freshman and most of sophomore year also where i was working at a restaurant as a busboy and i kid you not every single interview i went on probably about four or five of them they were like oh yeah i i worked as a busboy also and like these are incredibly successful people who are making a ton of money now but what that signals, busboy, waiter, uh, dishwasher, uh, cashier, food runner, it signals that you're a hard worker and you have been one for a long time. And also, truth be told, a lot of those high school jobs, if you got them like your soft freshman or sophomore year of high school and they continued even a little bit into college, I think that also shows employers like dedication, like you don't leave easily. Which is something Honestly, they're looking for. Commitment and dedication is so underrated on uh, resumes. Um, I had something to say. I forget what it was. Oh, like that's why Boy Scouts was so big for. Like I was told that when I was younger, 
because like you start Cub Scouts like what when you're eight or something like that, and then if you like make it to Boy Scouts and Eagle Scouts like, and you put you can put that on your resume and people love or employers love that because it shows commitment for mm -hmm. like fourteen years of your life. So I had okay, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I had nothing to add. I, I was never a Boy Scout, but I definitely agree. My brother is a Boy Scout. I was a Cub Scout for like two years. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> Left. <laughs> then I joined karate and did that, did that for like seven years. Commitment. <laughs> okay. So talk to your advisor for advice. Um, so can, so can I say advise. one thing before we even start this discussion? Okay. Yeah. No. So w when you came <laughs> into college, whether you had a major or you were undecided, you were assigned an advisor. If your advisor is not working with you, you can get a new one, get a new one. There are good advisors at every school. Our school, I think the majority of advisors are good, but having had nine majors, I've had my fair share of bad advisors along the way. It's not that hard to get a new one. Typically, you have to contact the registrar. Usually, there's an online form you can fill out. Get a good advisor. I know so many people who have bad advisors it literally can be done 15 minutes of research, how to do it, and five minutes of doing it. Get a good advisor. And it's really good, like, because if you have a, if, since um, most colleges, I think your advisors are actual teachers who you may or may not mm -hmm. actually have in class. So you already have the relationship with them in class, and then that just transfers over to your advising meeting or whatever. Um, and you feel, I feel like it's more productive you can get more out of your meetings with your advisors when you already know them and have a good connection with them. Like John, um, with me and Ben, yeah. known him a long time. It helps out a ton. Um, and like, oh, oh, that this is what I want to point out. If they already have a, if you already have a connection with them and they already know who, what kind of person you are, that's really helpful during your advising meeting where they can recommend majors that they think is good for you. Because if, if you're just walking in there, they have no idea who you are. You never speak to them ever. Like you only co connect through like email, like once a semester. They're not going to know who you are and they're not going to give you a great recommendation. You can only um, help so much just by looking at someone's resume or not resume, just mm -hmm. like their uh, transcript. transcript, right? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Advisors are so important. With both of, both of what both of you said. <laughs> Um, I feel like I want to add something, but I just have like nothing to add. Um, something I could say, if you think like your current major isn't the major that you want, but you're working toward it, like, um, I'm just thinking econ since I'm an econ major, but you know, if you started with psychology and then, which I never was, but you started psychology and then switched to finance and now you're, you think finance is much closer to what you're interested in, but you also did really like psychology. Your finance advisor is an expert in finance and probably knows a bit about the neighboring fields because to become an expert in anything, you have to learn about the neighboring fields. So if you talk to your advisor of finance about what you're really interested in, I'm sure your advisor would work with you and probably be able to help like if econ is really where you belong and if you, definitely if you're talking about how you're interested in psychology also would be able to nudge you in that direction and say try these classes and maybe you'll be more interested here um i have a little bit of an anecdote <clears throat> um okay when i switched from my accounting major to actuarial science and math um so first semester junior year at the four-year school i had i actually had john he wasn't my advisor yet um i had john the, uh, as a professor for a john uh, who we interviewed a few weeks ago yeah john who we interviewed a few it's a good episode honestly one of my favorites yeah. um <clears throat> i had him as a professor and i knew scott a little bit through tim and scott and i talked about how he was actuarial science like once or something like that. And then uh, as I went through the semester, Tim and I, for some reason, we added math minors. I was like, wow, I'm really interested in this. And then like, as I was looking at math classes, I was like, damn, I 
kind of want to major in math. <laughs> and so um, I talked with the mathematics department chair. I emailed him. I was like, hey, can we meet? Can you like talk to me about math? I'm interested in it. Because I had a trash That's a great advisor. department chair, just saying. Yeah. Small aside. I had a trash advisor. So I was just like, I'm not even going to deal with him. I just emailed the department chair. I was like, I want to talk to you about this. Because the dude was the department chair. Like, of course, he's going to know what he's talking about. So I met with him and he talked about mathematics and all. I could go into economics. I could go into finance. I could go into actuarial science. And I was like, tell me about actuarial science. He's like, if you want to know about actuarial science, I can tell you a little bit, but you have to go talk to this John guy. And I literally laughed to myself. I was like, of course it's this guy. Cause he was a goon in class. Like he was crazy. Um, so I really enjoyed math. I went literally right after the meeting with the math department chair. I went and talked with John in his office about actuarial science. And literally I sat down, we talked a little bit and I told him I'm, I love math. I'm interested in actuarial science. Like I really like all things math. I really want to take like differential equations and probability and all that stuff. And he was like, okay, so I'll give you the actuarial science spiel. I'll talk to you about math. And then we had that conversation and he, we literally sat down and he wrote out a schedule for me for that, for this past this semester, the coming semester wanted to take exam P the next semester, wanted to take FM the next semester, wanted to take an internship, when to have an internship. And then the next semester, every single class to take for the rest of my college career. That is a good advisor. And then mm-hmm. this is the next part is what makes him like one of the best advisors ever. He wrote it all out and I looked at it. I was like, wow, like I really enjoy this. Like I'm really looking forward to this. And he was like, no, don't decide yet. Take this, go back to your dorm room. Talk about it with somebody if you want. Sit on it for a little while. See if you really do want to do this. And then come back to me if you make a decision. So don't feel like you have to decide things instantly. Talk it out with people that know what they're talking about. Um, I talked to Tim about math. I talked with John about actual science, the department chair. So you can't make all the decisions yourself. You have to talk to people who know what you are interested in what you want to major in to know if you really do want to major in that if it's what you think it is yeah that's a great transition into our next bullet point parents do they know what you really want in life Uh, i have another anecdote (laughs) you want to start you want me to share that now or do you want me to take a turn I don't know. I'm still right. formulating my sentence. Okay. Paragraph. So your parents really do know you well, but um, I'm a fan of thinking of the think of the line of thinking that like, you know yourself really well, maybe more than your parents, maybe less than your parents. But like when I was younger, I, I played soccer for like three years. And then for the next season, for the fourth year, I was like, man, I'm burping a lot. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I literally talked to my parents and I was like, I don't want to do soccer this, this year. And they're like, nah, no, you're going to do soccer. So they like literally signed me up and I was like, no, I don't want to do soccer. Like I'm not going. And so like they no. wasted money because like they signed me up for soccer and I didn't want to do it. Um, and like ever since then, like I didn't want to do things for no reason just because I didn't want to do them, you know? So that kind of ruined me, but whatever. So listen to your parents, but also listen to yourself. Like sometimes your parents will suggest that you do things and this goes for like all things in life, vegetables included. If your parents are suggesting it to you, trust me, they have a lot more life experience than any of us do or will for that matter for a long time. Trust them in that you should try it, but that just because they think you should try it does not mean that you should like it. Just give it a shot. If you don't like it, it's fine. Don't do it again, you know? That was the question of the day in the last episode. What would you what have you tried that you will never ever do again? So that can lead into college. Like listen to them when they suggest schools, when they suggest <clears throat> um majors or when they suggest classes or things to do, all that stuff. But 
don't listen to them blindly. Like, look into it. Try it out a little bit, I guess. And then see if it's for you. It all comes down to you making a decision. So I've been blessed with parents who pretty much, they definitely give me their opinions. But, you know, going into college, I was told basically. Tim's a communist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> My parents think college turned me into a communist. <laughs> it's honestly it not a communist. Just to put that out there, <laughs> I'm even further left of center than communist. <laughs> I don't even think that's not possible. true at all. Not true at all. We shouldn't be joking about this. Yeah. Um, but that's a different episode. Can we do an econ episode? Anyways. No. <laughs> so. My parents truly are going to like support me in any major that I choose, but something that has always been important to them is a major that makes money. And I think that there's a lot of people who can relate to that sentiment. And there's certainly even people who have parents who see a narrower slice of majors that make money. I think we live increasingly in a world like, look at us, we're trying to make money on youtube and on oh we are we are making some we're trying to make even more Um, (laughs) subscribe (laughs) on youtube and hell we don't even need majors for this but think about all of the people on youtube that do make educational content in some of the strangest fields that typically wouldn't have majors that could turn a profit we're truly living in a world where Pretty much any major can make you an incredible amount of money now. Yeah. So I do think that one of the important things that parents force you to do very often is make a plan. Right. And if you can't explain your plan to your parents, then perhaps you have to keep thinking about this decision to change your major. I mean, I do definitely agree with, you can't plan it all out. You know, you're not going to like say, you know, this is going to happen then and then this and this and this and this. And then in 30 years, this is exactly what's going to happen because absolutely not. But because you have to take into account failures along the way, people do that. And then they they think like everything just goes seamlessly. It never happens. Just some general, like this major is going to lead me in this direction. And I have these career opportunities that make roughly this amount of money each. So, I don't know. I guess that's my two cents that the most important thing with your parents is that you're able to express a plan and you should definitely listen to their input because just like Ben was saying, they have so much more life experience. They very possibly know people in the field that you're talking about and can even share those connections with you perhaps. I know when I was a finance major, my parents shared several of the people that they knew in finance with me. Um, that I could contact with questions who had been working in that field for a number of years. One thing I want to add on to your point, Tim, is how you said that like any major can make money these days. Um, and that's so true because one of the most, in, one of the most valuable things online right now is knowledge, right? Everyone's looking up how to do stuff. Um, and that, that applies to literally every subject matter that you can possibly think of. There's always people searching for how to do this in math. How do, this, how do I do this in acting? How do I do this in science, chemistry, mm-hmm. physics? If you get a degree at a school and you feel like you're competent in that degree and you know a lot about it and you feel like your education is worthwhile and you didn't waste your time in school, you paid attention, you did your homework, did well on tests, you can take your knowledge out and, and say you don't want to get like the standard job, go whatever take your knowledge and then go teach other people online. That's a perfectly good career. A lot of YouTubers do that. Look at Khan Academy with math and what else does Khan Academy do? They do like, they do a lot. They do math, science. I think uh, they, coding. all the, all the standard subjects. Yeah. I think they have English videos. Yeah. Basically if you're in high school, they have an episode on it. And if you're in college, they probably have a lot of episodes on that stuff too. Yeah. So no, no knowledge is useless. Um, Tim said that like the past how many podcasts now? Yeah. It's so true. 
when you're in high school, a lot of the stuff that you're learning will feel so useless. You will think so often, why am I learning this? When am I going to use this? I know people say that about math all the time when they're learning like geometry or trigonometry. When am I going to use Except this? Except trig. Trig is kind of useless. Trig? <laughs> okay, can I, can I share one anecdote before you, before you jump in? Um, yeah. Literally every time I've ever seen anybody try to use trig in real life, they mess it up. It's honestly hilarious. And I can't say I've ever actually used trig in real life correctly either. But I feel like trig is just one of those things everybody seems to mess it up when trying to apply it. Perhaps in like the standard high school education, they should work on more real life applications of trig. Maybe even in like, I mean, in high school, you have specific science classes. You don't have like in middle school, you do like simple machines unit and then biology unit and then geometry, no, geometry is math, geology unit. But if they could do something to make you apply trig in high school, it would be so much better. Oh, yeah. And if you want to jump in, I, I know you were eager to say something. I forget what I was going to say. Whatever. <laughs> what was I talking <laughs> about? The best of us. <laughs> what was the uh, talking so about? We were talking about how did we get on math? Khan Academy? Did... Khan Academy, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much of what you learn in high school is useless. Um, you, know, you think so much of what you learn in high school is useless. And people say it about geometry and trigonometry all the time. Like, when am I going to use this in life? But now, like, I said that. And now I'm majoring in math. And, like, I use it all the time in college. And I'm sure that my job will require it. Um, like, for probability, we have to use Calc 3 all the time. I thought um, that was useless. But then, like, you get to probability. Like, oh, shoot. Like, that's probability and continuous distributions. It's just integrating. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Green's probability theorem, density theorem. functions. I know this stuff. Haven't even taken the class. <laughs> and what is a probability density function? It's a PDF. That is the acronym. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you the likelihood that the probability is any of those numbers along the x-axis. No. Because as any probability student will tell you. The probability PDF? is zero for any location. Yes. Wow. Damn, it's, okay. it's, from, it's from the left. So it's the area under the curve from zero. Did you like watch a video on this or something? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. But on the topic of majors, should we go to not everyone chooses the right major? And it's yeah. okay to switch. I, I always like talking about subjects like this where it's like it's People are so hard on themselves, especially in college. Like, I'm going to be a failure in life if I choose the wrong major. What if I, and we talk about that when choosing a college. Um, yeah. It's I'll like, wait. it's like, you're not, you're just not. It's like, you have such a long life ahead of you. If you choose the wrong major, it's like, just choose another one. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it's okay. There's a safety net, everyone. I don't know. Like, if you didn't realize that there's a safety net, if you fail in life, you can always recover. Social safety net. Yeah, that too. Econ. Um, yeah, so I also, I fall into the camp of it's better to declare a major, even if you don't expect to keep it. Like, I don't mean declare a major randomly. I mean, whatever you're most interested in, in the moment, freshman and sophomore year, it's best to declare that than to remain undecided because then you get an advisor who's in that field and again, knows about the neighboring fields that you're probably also interested in. And that advisor can help you work in the right direction versus if you just remain undecided, you end up with some random advisor who doesn't know exactly what you're really interested in. At least putting a label to what you're interested in, I think helps narrow the search and helps you get closer to where you're, you actually want to be. Would you guys agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yep. I have almost nothing to add. Yeah, like, Tim, like you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> this is my expertise. Well, yeah, like, I mean, that's the last bullet point here is, like, Tim, you've switched, like, eight times now. Look at you. Yeah. You're not a failure in life. Well, <laughs> you stayed up until 6 a.m. playing Minecraft, so. I wasn't playing Minecraft. 21 years old. 
<laughs> my mom always says I'm not a failure. Um, <laughs> all right, we shouldn't make jokes about this. No, okay. So, oh my god, the point here. I feel like I've shared a lot about changing majors. I guess it's just don't be afraid to switch your major. Like it's not a big deal at all. And it's easier just like I just said a moment ago, putting a label to what you're interested in really helps the search and it helps narrow it down. Um, one thing I would definitely say every time you switch, talk to your advisors. Um, there was one time I didn't talk to an advisor when I switched and it was, I didn't really have a personal relationship with the advisor just because we weren't meshing as an advisor advisee uh, mm -hmm. unit group, huh. whatever they call that. Um, Your connection. Yeah. There wasn't really a connection and I had difficulty contacting this advisor. Uh, so I didn't communicate before that switch, but in general, Definitely talk to your advisor first because they really appreciate it. And you might feel like this is going to be really awful telling them I don't want to major in what they majored in. But, like, why? Like, they don't care. Exactly. They, they want you to be happy. And, honestly, who spends so much time thinking about you? Nobody thinks about you as much as you think about you. I'm also wow. talking to myself. Nobody thinks about no me. No one as likes much as you. I think about <laughs> you. <laughs> and of course, that's not what I mean. I just mean, you know, like that advisor is not going to go home that night, like, oh my God, I can't believe Tim doesn't like accounting. Tim. Honestly, like, I, the advice that like, I had for accounting, I hope they did. <laughs> wow. I did not like that advisor. I don't know. Wait. Anyway. Oh, so Tim, um, uh, Tim, what do you want to say? Go ahead. I have another anecdote. Okay. I was just going to ask Tim, because people are probably going to ask this, how long does it realistically take to switch your major? Um, at our school, and I do think our school is representative, because when I've seen other friends of mine from high school who go to different colleges, they take pictures of like their schedule sometimes, or whenever they take pictures of like their school documents, it's on the same website that we use. Okay. Most of the time, at least. So mm -hmm. I'd have to imagine that they use the same change of major form. So if you're anything like our school, it took me 15 minutes to find the form the first time I looked. And now it takes me about five minutes to change a major. And then it takes two business days for it to go through. I think most to people have that have that time it's not that's that's just nothing it should take and, less than a week and i've never i've never been denied um so the other thing that i'm just thinking of now in case it wasn't clear freshman year is a great time to change your major a ton sophomore year is a great time sorry ben but junior year you should be pretty locked in. So I dropped them. So I was a double major for a while. I dropped one of my majors junior year, which I'd say is okay, but it's definitely very difficult to pick up a major junior year, especially one that you haven't already taken classes in. Yeah. So I switched from accounting to actuarial science and math. There was like no overlap whatsoever. Well, and like other, at our school, other than that, at our school, there's the core classes, which, everybody takes of course that overlap but for business classes i mean for business majors what's accounting qualifies as there was the business core actuarial science is a uh, interdisciplinary major so it's in the business school and the science school but you don't have to do the business core so like that was just a complete waste of my time pretty much <laughs> doing the business core there was so little overlap which is why i have to do an extra semester because there's just so many classes but actuarial science and math are really close together, and there's a lot of overlap. Like probability, the class that I took with John, um, that's an overlap. Calc 3 is an overlap. Um, I don't know, math 471 is an overlap. There's a lot. Um, so go ahead. that reminds me, though. So economics is not technically considered interdisciplinary like actuarial science is. 
but it exists in a weird place between liberal arts and between business. So and there's at math our school, involved. And there's, yeah, definitely math. Um, so at our school, there's two different programs, one in each of the schools. And like I said, I was, I've been all through the business school and I've taken all except one of our, the business core classes. So I could get the business economics degree, but the liberal arts uh, economics degree doesn't require the business core. So I've got nine credits that didn't contribute to my major at all, just right there alone, let alone the few electives I've taken along the way. I've, I've, and that's fine. I like we, business core and it was just like, gone. like we talked about um, a little while earlier, no knowledge is useless. So, oh, wow. It's even more than nine. I just remembered the pre-business core. Our school is yeah. so weird. Um, but the point here is it's okay to have wasted classes on your transcript, wasted classes, because nothing is wasted, not in life. Yeah. That was like I, in the business core, there's like two economic accounting classes and at the two year school that I went to, I had to take micro and macro econ. And I learned so much in those four classes. Uh, the two accounting to econ classes. There's just so much good stuff that you should know. Like accounting, I'm probably not going to use very much of it, but like understanding the accounting process is very useful. Econ, I talk about econ with Tim and Scott all the time. And what I learned in micro and macro, it helps me keep up with the conversations. <laughs> I don't Love know econ. everything they know. Like, I don't know what a Nash equilibrium is, but it's so good if you're in high school definitely take an econ course increasingly one of my biggest like political positions isn't even a political issue hmm. it's just econ should be required at the high school level for everyone in america it's true because there is so much bad economics out there and people don't know oh the yeah honestly there's so many there's so many classes that we should be required to take in high school that nobody's required to take like an econ class, I think an intro stats class would be really important. Not even like probability or like calculating things, like not the math side of stats, but like the conceptual side of stats and like how many stats out there that are just wrong, how 80% of statistics are wrong. I think that's a like, joke. Like, I don't think that's actually real. I think that's like a I joke know, that's my, uh, of my itself. Well, <laughs> like there is a lot of bad stats out there along with about a a lot of bad econ so just a little bit of knowledge about any topic will make you much more well versed i've had several thoughts about how they could redo high school math um, that's a conversation for another time yeah, yeah that's a completely <laughs> different podcast too yeah. it, it connects to the stats but yeah that's every podcast um <laughs> talk about after we stop recording <laughs> yeah I've I've said everything I want to say. Just just final thoughts. Um, I really want to emphasize it's okay to fail. Um, you can always change your major. Uh, find what you're passionate about by talking to your friends and your parents and your advisor. Um, they really know the most about you. Um, but in the end, it's your decision. Uh, I would say look for a major that pays somewhat well. Don't choose something that's you're never going to get a career in. Basically. Um, but do what you love. Yeah, absolutely. My last bit of info is uh, I'm very religious and discernment is a term that's used a lot. Discernment is like searching for what your calling in life is, that kind of thing. And some, uh, a little, I guess a cliche kind of line that I hear a lot is the last part of discernment is making a decision. So you can search and search all you want. You can talk to all the people you want. But eventually, it comes down to you making the decision. So get a lot of info. Talk to a lot of people. But you have to trust yourself to make the decision at some point. And it's okay if you make a decision and then you make a decision to change that decision. It's fine. Change your major. Change your major twice. Change your major eight times. Fourteen times. It's fine. Just land on one before junior year. Wow. I bet nobody's changed it more than me. That's impossible, Tim. <laughs> what's the prob what's the probability that somebody's changed the major more than Tim has? 
Is that comment one down below how many times you've changed your major? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Let us know <laughs> in the comments. Is that one minus the probability that nobody's changed their major more than All right. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching. <laughs> Have a good day. Good luck. Um, please like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we want you to smash the like button, hit the bell. Uh, there's merch down below, including my face. Check it out. Uh, Amazon affiliate links if you're interested in starting a podcast. Uh, we've got two different microphones that are great to use. Look out. We're interested in getting some school supplies on that list. Um, I think that's most of the stuff we have down there. Anybody else? And then audio versions available on all podcasting services. If, you, if you're watching this on YouTube and you want to listen to it in the car, um, just headphones, we're available on, on the majority of podcasting services. And if you know anybody who's in college or senior in high school or looking at college for something or they're just struggling, share the podcast with them. Maybe we have an episode that could help them share. Tell your friends. We want to help people and we want subscribers. Have a good day. <laughs> See you guys in the next one. <laughs> See ya.